Welcome to Confessions of a Title Attorney, a weekly series giving you an in-depth look at the reality of closing a real estate transaction through the eyes and ears of a real estate attorney. And now, here's your host, Richard Barbara. Hey everybody, Rich Barbara back with episode two of Confessions of a Title Attorney. I don't know what I think about that title, but but we're going to go with it for now. <clears throat> so, you know, in this business, there are a couple of things that you must do, and there are a few things that you can never do. And that's what I want to talk about today. The things you can never do. I mean, things you can never do if you want to succeed. So if you want to succeed in this business, one of the things you can never do, and what's the business, by the way, in case this is your first uh, episode with us, it's real estate. You want to be in the business of real estate. You want to do real estate closings. You want to be a, a real estate lawyer. You want to be a title agent. You want to be a realtor. You want to be a, a loan officer, mortgage professional. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You want to be in real estate. There's one thing you can't do, no matter what your role is. You can't lie. That's right. I mean, I know it seems like a basic concept. I know it seems easy enough, but you know what? People do it every day. And the problem with doing it is that sometimes the audience, the people you're lying to, they don't know you're lying, okay? So in that sense, or with those people, you get away with it for a few minutes. The other half of the audience, they know you're lying. And so those people conclude one of two things right away, that you're either a liar or that you actually don't know the difference, that you believe what you're saying. So if you're lying by accident, um, well, then you really should study up. And if you're lying on purpose, you're definitely doing the wrong thing. Let me give you an example of a, uh, a recent transaction I was working on and how the opportunity to lie arose um, and what was, you know, in my view, the right thing to do and what was the wrong thing to do. So... In Miami, we have this uh, phenomenon called the taking a bite that's larger than you can chew, right? People routinely bite off more than they can chew in Miami. You know it because everyone has a Ferrari, but don't ask anyone for 50 bucks, right? So if you're in the I have a Ferrari, but I don't have 50 bucks club, then you know all about the lying game, right? Because that's how you keep the music playing. So the other day I'm working a deal. We're getting to the end. It's the day before closing, the day before closing. Now, in the real estate business, the day before closing, there's two types of days before closing. There's the day before closing where nothing happens because the deal's going to close without incident. And then there's the day before closing where whatever can happen will happen because the deal is doomed. And so I had one of these deals recently where it was a cash deal, you know, buyer had been Mr. Bravado from day one. I mean, that guy's buying cash, that guy busted the seller's balls at every opportunity, every chance the buyer had to say no to something that the seller was asking for, he took it, boy, all right? You know, seller wanted a little bit more time to get out, no. Seller, you know, offered some some money in post-occupancy, no. Uh, you know, seller uh, wanted to change 
the day that the buyer's inspector was coming because he had something come up? No. So, you know, we had one of these Rambo buyers, one of these guys who, you know, he's just perfect. He's just not going to concede. He's not going to play nice because, you know, he's buying cash. He's buying cash. And, and he's the greatest buyer in America. And, of course, what happens the day before closing? We can't find the buyer. The buyer vanished. Of course, he's traveling. Of course, he's traveling. He's the most interesting man in the world. So the day before closing, when it's time to make sure that his ducks are in a row, you know, that's code for having his cash ready to go, the cash ready to close. We can't find the guy. And so who can we find? We find his do-it-all, know-it-all realtor. Right, this is one of these buyers. You you may have seen this relationship in Miami real estate where the realtor and the buyer have like this strange relationship where the realtor does way more than a normal realtor does. You know, it's like the realtor's is not really a realtor. The realtor's like a handler. You know, so she makes sure that the buyer's breakfast is served just right. You know, guy likes his eggs over easy. Okay. You know, she coordinates, she makes sure the buyer's kids get picked up at school and that they have their, their unpublished Harry Potter edition in hand. Just one of these realtors that goes above and beyond. And that lady calls my office the day before the closing to tell me that we're not going to be able to reach the buyer today, you know, to make sure he sends us the money so that we can close tomorrow. No, we're not going to be able to reach him today. He's indisposed of. And moreover, that we need to tell the seller that the seller can't close. Get this, because there's a document that somebody at the city of Miami has to sign to release a lien, okay? And that person is on vacation for a week. That's what they tell me I have to tell the seller's lawyer. Now, now, by the way, that sounds good enough, right? Like you may be listening, you think, I don't know, Rich, I mean, is there a lien? Is there a lien that some guy at the city has to sign? And is that guy, in fact, on vacation? I mean, because if it's all true, you know, uh, I don't know, it doesn't sound so bad to me. The answer is, well, uh, it wouldn't sound so bad if the, a few things. Number one, if there was a lien, because there was no lien, as if the seller's lawyer is not aware of it. That's one. Number two, there is no person at the city who is so indispensable. There is no person on whom all real estate transactions in Miami, subject to city liens, okay, depend on the guy's health, livelihood, and presence at City Hall or wherever it is that the guy's office is. There is no such human without whose signature we cannot close. Can you imagine? Because if the guy died, the guy never came back. I was like, oh, he's out of the office. He's on vacation. What if he never comes back from vacation? What if the guy falls off the side of the Disney cruise ship he's on? Then what? We can't close ever? So it's just, there's just so many bad reasons. So many, I'm sorry, so many good reasons why that's a bad excuse. I mean, it's like, if you don't hear, guys, newsflash, if you don't have a good excuse, don't make up a bad one, right? That's terrible. Just be honest. So this realtor, when she tells me in her high-pitched, um, half-sung voice, because, you know, it's, it's one of those people that they sing to you when they're talking, because as if that's going to make the horrors that they're saying to you sound better. She tells me I got to call the seller's lawyer and do it. You know what I said? I said, not on your life. I wouldn't call the seller's lawyer and give him that line. Not even. I mean, I, I, I couldn't even articulate a basis on which I would tell that line, which is like, what do you mean? 
I'm like, well, let me tell you what do I mean. I mean two things. Number one, it's not true. So you know, I have this disease called a conscience. makes it real difficult to lie to a colleague. And number two, number two, the other lawyer will know it's not true. Can you imagine? So he's going to conclude right away that I'm either an idiot or a liar or both. And I can't have either one of those scenarios. You want to know why? Because in this business, all I have is my word. And that goes back to the painfully simple principle that this episode is about. It's about the one thing you can't ever do in real estate if you want to make it, and that's lie. Tell lies. You can't tell lies because all you have in this business is your word. You know how many realtors there are in Miami? There's like 44,000 realtors and change. Can you imagine? That means if you go outside, you pick up a rock and, and close your eyes and throw the rock in any direction, you're going to hit a realtor in the head. Okay? So how do you distinguish yourself between all 44,000 realtors. Well, start by not lying. That's going to put you ahead of a large chunk right there. And, and by lying, guys, I don't mean it has to be one of these cut-to-the-heart type misrepresentations. White lies. White lies are included. White lies become black lies, become red lies, become orange lies. They, they, they take on every form and fashion of lies, and they become very painful because the reality of the matter is that there are three things. Who says this? Who said, by the way, there's a couple people. So who most recently quoted the famous philosopher that said these three things or that said this one, one thing about three things? There are three things that cannot remain hidden for long. The sun, the moon, the truth. James Comey said that. I wonder what he was referring to. Really, Sun Tzu said that, but, but James Comey reminded everybody that Sun Tzu said that recently, by the way. So that should be interesting. Let's see what James has to say soon. So what is the theme here, guys? What is the point? Don't lie. Honesty is the best policy. And so what happens? So sure enough, once I tell the realtor, I'm not doing that. I'm not telling that horrible lie. Guess what she did? She ingeniously picked up the phone, called the lawyer herself, and smothered the lie grenade. She called the lawyer herself and, and told him this cockamamie story about the, the non-existent lien and the, the city official who, who wasn't here to sign and, 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 and all this nonsense and how we couldn't close, how the seller as a result wasn't ready to close and that we would have to wait another week. What do you think the lawyer did? Do you think he even responded to her? He kind of giggled at her. He hung up the phone. He called my office and he said, hey guys, listen. I don't know what you're doing or who you're putting up to. And, and that's what really got me fired up, that somehow I got lumped into this idiot boat. I was a passenger on the SS Moron all of a sudden because he thought that I had somehow put the realtor up to doing that. He's like, listen, there's no such lien. There's no such person at the city of Miami, and we're not waiting a week. So let me make this abundantly clear to you. Tomorrow, either your buyer, super buyer, Rambo buyer, Okay, either that guy has the cash to close or he's going to be in default. Did you hear me? Is it clear? And and I thought of uh, of Tom Cruise and I was like, ah, Crystal. And so the reality of the matter is, if you lie, you get in trouble. My advice, the one that was ignored was honesty is the best policy. Honesty. We had to call the other side. We had to say, hey, listen, Mr. Lawyer on the other side, I have a confession to make. My guy is just not going to be ready. And by the way, why he's not going to be ready is unimportant. 
It doesn't matter why he's not ready. I can assure you it, there's no good reason for it. So let's just get it all out there. He's not ready, and there's no good reason for not being ready. And rule th- and number three, and prong number three is, and he's been an asshole the whole time. So he's not ready, as promised. He has no good reason for not being ready. And number three, he has not been accommodating this entire time. And yet... It's now your turn to take the high road, Mr. Sellers lawyer, because we need just a few more days, okay? And there is no way that refusing to give us a few more days is better for your seller than defaulting us. Defaulting us is worse for your seller. And that's what we have to understand, folks, the big picture. That's why honesty is the best policy. Because we give the other side an opportunity to take the high road without feeling like they're getting embarrassed or getting taken advantage of, right? Because what's the reality? What does that lawyer have to tell his client? Hey, the buyer's not ready to close tomorrow. And the seller's going to say, what does that mean? And so, well, we got two choices. We can give them a few more days, which is what they're asking for. Or we can say, nope, if you're not ready tomorrow, we're not selling to you, period. And then the seller might say, well, if we, if we do option B, if we say, no, we're not giving you any time, then what happens? He goes, well, then we have to make a demand for his deposit. And uh, sure enough, he's going to make a demand for his deposit too. So there will be competing demands. And then we'll have to fight over the deposit. And, you know, and, and the seller might say, well, in the meantime, am I selling the house? He's like, well, I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this contract would have to cancel. So you got to put it back on the market. You got to show it again, right? Because if you find new buyers, they're going to want to see it. Another inspection if they're buying. You know, this guy was cash, but the next guy could come with financing. So, you know, there may be a, a, a survey coming down the line. There may be an, uh, an appraisal coming down the line, you know, it might take the next guy 30, 45 days to get his financing in order. I mean, who knows? So the bottom line is that failing to accommodate the buyer is a hassle for the seller too. This is what we call a lose-lose, guys. The buyer's not ready on time. This sucks for everybody. So it's it's decision time. Are we going to make it worse for everybody or are we going to try to minimize the pain? And I'll tell you what, folks, if you lie to the other side, you reduce their incentive to minimize the pain because you're starting with pain. You're starting with the pain of falsehood. So be smart, take the high road, never lie. And remember that honesty is the best policy. It's a cliche for a reason. So you may be wondering, how did this story end, Rich? How did we unscrew this situation? Well, it was real easy. After I yelled at everybody on my side of the transaction and explained how, you know, it's a painfully simple rule. Honesty is the best policy. I was given permission to call the lawyer back and confess. And I did that. Ironic, huh? Confessions of a title. I called him back. I said, Mr. Lawyer, listen, this is all my fault. I've lost control of the people on my side of the transaction. I lost communication with the buyer and the realtor went behind my back against my advice and called you and said statements that were not true. And by the way, the only reason why she did that was because she was trying to protect her client. So her intentions were good. She's not a bad person. Okay. She, she's not a delinquent. She's none of these things. She was just in a bad spot, a spot no agent wants to be in. And she was trying to, you know, save the day. Okay, and unfortunately, she made you mad. So listen, we apologize for that. Um, But 
The reality is it doesn't do your seller any good to be difficult. It is better for your seller, and of course it's better for my buyer, if we can just kind of mend fences, find a way to get to closing, and put this one in the books. And luckily, the guy's been doing it long enough. Not that he heard me. He said, oh, Rich, I'm so glad you called and were contrite and honest. Oh, let me just, let me just do whatever it is you want. No, 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 no. The lawyer was a good enough lawyer and a, and, a, and a professional enough practitioner to say, you know what? I was upset. Um, I take you at your word for everything you said. And because it is better for my seller to, to meet in the middle with you and give your guy the time and get this, t- this file to closing, it's because of that that we're going to proceed. And so with luck, you're dealing with professionals that will always have cooler heads prevail. In another situation, the lie could have been real bad. The result could have been even worse. So take my word for it, kids. Honesty is the best policy. All right. Join us next time for episode three of Confessions of a Title Attorney. This was Rich Barber at Coral Gables Title and Escrow. If you need any help with your real estate transaction, give us a call. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Confessions of a Title Attorney. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, please do find us in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you consume podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review if you do feel inclined. Again, we do appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time.